Good evening and welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Ebony Robinson and I am back to wrap up our lesson on abiding in wisdom. Um, over the last three broadcasts, uh, this is where we were. We were talking about wisdom and initially um, I spoke from the eighth proverb um, which talked about how wisdom was crying out and um, lifting her voice aloud um, and, and desiring a relationship with us. And, um, you know, Paul had said uh, in scripture, you know, that I, I keep asking um, that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, and the knowledge of who Christ is that uh, we might know him better or that you might know him better. And so he was praying um, that the people would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, okay? And so it's important that we talk about wisdom because wisdom is indeed um, the divine order of God, okay? And so when we are um, in relationship with the spirit of wisdom, this, this wisdom helps to keep us in God's divine order, okay? And this is what Abba Father wants for us. As we sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 2, we sit in that place and um, the Lord has given us wisdom, his wisdom as a resource. So we have the spirit of wisdom and we need to abide there that we might remain in the Father's divine authority. Um, divine order because it is in abiding in his order that we're able to execute the authority um, that the in, that that the father has given us over the adversary okay and so we must abide in wisdom um, and then we, we went on for further in part um, in, the, in the next part and we talked about um, how wisdom enables us to destroy strongholds these are those satanic ideologies or worldly systems of thinking um, that are in the soul of a man um, they are walls and blind spots that are built up within the realm of the mind and the heart um, in the emotions that hinder the work of Christ and so the Holy Spirit is saying these walls have to come down okay because <clears throat> Right now, it is so important that every priest, every prophet, every teacher, every evangelist, um, that everyone working in the kingdom of God um, is 100% available, okay? And so that means the walls that are in the way have to come down, okay? And so in, in um, the second part, that is what we were talking about, destroying those strongholds, bringing those walls down brick by brick by brick. And you've got to be committed to that, okay? Because, you know, some of these strongholds have been established um, by some, you know, very real um, traumatic events that have taken place in your life. But um, Satan has provided a systems, a system of lies um, that govern your beha the behaviors connected to that stronghold. And, and it is very satanic and it is not the will of the Lord um, for you to operate with those strongholds. For example, jealousy is a stronghold. Pride is a stronghold. Doubt, fear, um, lust, greed, uh, timidity, 
hate, rebellion, addiction, anger, strife, dissension, sensuality, idolatry. These are all strongholds. They are satanic ideologies. And so I gave I, I gave a broadcast a while back and I was just kind of talking about how the enemy knows our triggers. And so he will present before you a, a set of circumstances that he and he has studied you so well that he has calculated your response. And so when he presents that set of circumstances, he believes that he is setting you up to lay a foundation for the stronghold that is going to ensnare you. And this is how, you know, sometimes we move into that bitter jealousy and we embrace the pride, um, that, that the doubt, the fear, the timidity, whatever the stronghold is, but the Holy spirit is saying these strongholds must come down. He's saying that as a priest over your own spiritual house that he resides in, you must cast down every satanic ideology. You must cast down and pull down brick by brick, every worldly way of thinking by the power of the Holy spirit. And if you don't know what the strongholds are in your life, you ask Holy Spirit. He is the Ruach HaKodesh. He will give you the revelation so that you can begin to take these walls down brick by brick by brick by brick. This is um, the desire of the Lord God Almighty, okay? Um, Because he wants us operating um, in the authority that he has given us and called called us to okay and and this but these things these walls okay these walls have to be brought down um so that we can be effective in our kingdom work okay so in that particular lesson we talked about you know we we shed it light on what the strongholds were you know how we how they've been built up over time but more importantly um we dealt with the necessity of bringing them down by revelation of the holy spirit okay and then just you know having the courage to take it down you have to cast down arguments and high things and lies that exalt themselves against the knowledge of god okay and so a stronghold will always attack the truth okay that is what we learned um when we read the book of james go back and read it james chapter 3 we read at verses 14 and 15, okay, um, where it says that this wisdom is not the kind that comes from above, but going back a little bit, it said, don't boast and attack the truth with lies. All right. Don't boast and attack the truth with lies. This wisdom is not the kind that comes from above. On the contrary, it's worldly. It is unspiritual and it is demonic because it comes from a stronghold and that it has been established by the enemy. And the enemy wants to establish that um, stronghold to give him a foothold in your life for future types of bondages. And I'm going to get into some of those today. But then after that, I came back in part three, abiding in wisdom and talked about how impractical it is to live with a stronghold because some strongholds are rational, others are irrational. And so many people are living with irrational strongholds. Um, And these are things not even based on your own experiences, but you don't have the ability to adapt to your reality because all you know is the pathology, the behavioral pathology that was passed down to you that is not normal. It is not the will of God. It is not a part of God's divine order for your life. And so, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I just pray that he will begin to reveal to you, um, reveal to us those things, those strongholds in our lives that are um, preventing us from being fully effective and operational in our kingdom work. Okay.
So listen to the broadcast, that broadcast, all of them, if you did not listen to it yet. Now today, we're going to move forward and finalize our discussion on the abiding in wisdom. And I want to speak specifically on how God deals with strongholds. Listen, he's giving you an opportunity to tear that thing down. Some people are so authoritative in their spirit walk that they can tear it down um, with the sword of their mouth in a single setting. Other people have to tear it down brick by brick by brick by brick by brick. So you just keep speaking against it. Hallelujah. Until you take the whole wall down because the Bible says resist ye also the devil and he will flee from you. If you resist that stronghold, every resistance of it is a brick move down. And so we've got to be consistent in casting down those lies and those arguments um, so that we will um, tear it down and walk fully in the liberty that Christ has given to us. Now, that is our work. Okay. The Lord has given the church authority. He has given us the keys to the kingdom. He says what you bind or restrict on earth is bound or restricted in heaven. And what you loose on earth is loose or permitted in heaven as well. And so we've got to bind up these satanic ideologies. We've got to bind up these worldly ways of thinking. Okay. And we have to do that on earth. It's on earth as it is in heaven. So I speak it, I declare it on earth. I cast it down on earth that it may also be manifested in the spiritual realm. So all those forces um, that are trying to oppress me and this stronghold in my mind uh, begins to uh, become weakened and those chains uh, begin to break off by the power of the Holy Spirit and the testimony of the blood of Jesus that confirms hallelujah and appropriates the word of my mouth in the authority of his blood and so this is our work this is what the Holy Spirit wants us to do right now okay because he wants to work through you like never before in these last days but he's saying there's some stuff in the way and you need to deal with that stuff now for those of you who are rebellious <laughs> and you've got that rebellious mindset you know what you might try to deal with your stuff a little bit but for some reason, you know what? You let it remain. The Lord says he loves you too much to leave you the way you are. So he going to work with you. <laughs> He's going to deal with your stronghold for you. And listen, one thing I know is, is that when the Lord is giving you those warning signs to go ahead and tear something down, it's best to just drop it. Okay. Because the chastising of the Lord is, whoo, is rough. But listen, there are those who will hear the word. You will hear all four of these broadcasts on abiding in wisdom and you will walk away and you will stay in your pride and you will stay in your rebellion. But let me tell you something. The Lord fully knows you and he fully loves you and he loves you too much to leave you in your ridiculous ways. He truly loves you too much to leave you in an impractical living. Hallelujah. He loves us too much to leave us um, bound up behind these walls. His word says, he whom the son sets free is free indeed. And come hell or high water, he's getting that liberty to us. Hallelujah. And so today, I want to share with you on how the Lord deals with our strongholds when we fail to deal with them. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 28, 
the prophet Isaiah is indicting Ephraim for drunkenness and pride. <laughs> He's calling them out. He's like, look, we got a problem. You got some walls up. And the Lord says, it's time to do something about it. Hallelujah. And so we talked about it before that pride is a stronghold. It is a stronghold that makes one unteachable uh, because its foundation is an attitude of superiority. And so if I feel that I am superior, then there's nothing that you can tell me. You can't teach me anything. I am unteachable. And this is um, where the people have found themselves in this unteachable state. The priests and the, the prophets have allowed the stronghold of pride to be built up within the realm of their souls. Hallelujah. And so they're seeing themselves superior to um, the teaching of the father. They're seeing themselves superior. And so they're like, man, we know the law. We got it already. We don't want to hear this precept on precept, line on on line, yada, 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 same on same. We got it, right? That's pride talking. Anytime you don't want to listen, it is pride speaking okay and I know you know that pride can rear its ugly head anywhere but we've got to be consistent in casting that thing down in the name of Jesus so that we do not build a, a stronghold of pride in the realm of our mind and emotions okay and so um, Isaiah opens up uh, in this 28th chapter, you know, with letting us know that the flower of Ephraim's splendor <laughs> is fading. But God in his unrelenting love has a plan to deal with their strongholds. Hallelujah. God always has a plan and he's got a plan for you just like he's got a plan for me. And so we're going to look to Isaiah 28 to see what the Lord has planned for strongholds for those of us who don't deal with our stuff. Those of us who choose to stay in rebellion rather than tearing those walls down brick by brick by brick. Those who choose uh, impractical living over living in the Father's divine order. Uh, chapter 28, Isaiah, go there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Speak and lead in the name of Jesus. Verse 1 says, Woe, woe, woe to the haughty. Hallelujah. Woe to the haughty crown of Ephraim's drunks, to the fading flower of its proud splendor, located at the head of the rich valley, belonging to the people overcome by wine. Adonai, this is the Lord, Adonai has some someone strong and powerful. And so Isaiah is starting this thing off by identifying them and identifying Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. And so he identifies them as haughty. He identifies them as drunks. He identifies them as fading flowers. Hallelujah. He identifies them as people overcome by wine. And he says, woe, to you. And then he introduced the Lord God Almighty. And he says in verse two, Adonai, 
as someone strong and powerful. He comes like a hailstorm, hallelujah, a destructive tempest, like a flood of water rushing, overwhelming with his hand. He hurls them to the ground. The haughty crown of Ephraim's drunk is trampled underfoot and the fading flower of its proud splendor located at the head of the rich valley is like the first ripe fig of summer. Whoever sees it picks and eats it. On that day, Adonai Zabout, that is the Lord of hosts, Adonai Zabout um, will be a glorious crown, a brilliant diadem for the remnant of his people. He will also be a spirit of justice, hallelujah, for whoever sits as a judge and a source of strength for those repelling enemy at repelling enemy attacks at the gate hallelujah and so isaiah has given a thorough introduction of adonai and his plan and how he comes in like a rushing overwhelming flood of water hallelujah rushing and overwhelming the people anybody ever been rushed and overwhelmed by the holy spirit and so when the when the Holy Spirit rushes and overwhelms you, it just knocks down every stronghold in your life. And all of a sudden, you don't have no hiding place. Every wall is torn down and you're just laid bare and you feel vulnerable and everything makes you cry and weep. And, you know, you just got to hide behind the almighty. You've got to go and, and re- take your rest and you take your seat in the high place because the Lord of hosts has truly dealt with you. Sometimes he rushes in, hallelujah, just like that. And he overwhelms you with his power and his glory, hallelujah. And there are those whose strongholds are immediately torn down by the manifest presence of almighty God. That's one way he deals with it. (laughs) But then there is another way. Hallelujah. You know what? For for some, the Lord has to take um, another uh, route. And we're going to look at that right now. All right, let's keep going. Verse seven. But there are others. (laughs) There are others reeling from wine, staggering about because of strong liquor, Kohen and prophet. And remember, Kohen is priest, right? All right. Kohen and prophet reel from strong liquor. They are confused by wine, led astray by liquor. They err in their visions and stumble when judging. Listen. So they have pride, you know, pride is a stronghold. And I have to stop right here to point out to you that when you build up a stronghold, when you have a stronghold in your life, you leave an open door for the enemy to come in and, and, and bring about more bondages and addictions. Okay. And so this pride that Ephraim is walking in has walked them right into the bondage of drunkenness. Okay. And so now they, they, they don't have one problem. They've got multiple problems. Okay. Because not only are they, uh, in bondage, but they're also erring in their visions. 
Okay, they are stumbling when they are judging. Listen, they can't operate in their gifts with clarity uh, because they have some stuff in the way. And the Holy Spirit says it is time to clean house. It is time to clean the temple. Hallelujah. Anything that is not in alignment with the law of the spirit of life in Christ must go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord does not want us erring in our teaching and erring in our prophesying and erring in the visions that he gives us. He wants us to have clarity, but we cannot do that when our temple is not clean. It is time to clean house and the Lord is going to help us with it. All right, here we go. Let me keep going. Verse eight. All tables are covered with vomit and feces. Not a single place is clean. Can no one be taught anything dealing with the pride? Hallelujah. Their unteachableness. Verse nine. Can no one be taught anything? Can no one understand the message? Must one teach barely weaned toddlers, babies just taken from the breast so that one has to use nursery wines? Precept by precept by precept, line by line, line by line, a little here and a little there. Verse 11 says, so with stammering lips in a foreign accent, Adonai will speak to this people. So listen, because you don't want to learn from me and because you don't want to learn from those that I've put in place to teach you. Okay, I'm going to send you a foreign teacher. <laughs> Listen, the Lord knows how to how to deal with us. Like when, when he is trying to tell you something and you won't listen to him and you won't learn that lesson. He will send a foreigner. That just means somebody other than himself. Somebody on the outside to teach you what it is that you would not hear from the spirit. He who has an ear, let him hear. Hallelujah. What the spirit is saying to the church right now. It is time to pull down these strongholds. It is time to clean house so that we can be effective in our kingdom work. The Lord says, because you would not listen to me and you think that what I'm telling you is elementary, I'm going to send somebody from the outside to teach you what you won't get from me. Listen. And they thought it was annoying to be getting it line on line and precept on precept. What's really annoying is when somebody from the outside has to come in and teach you what you should already know. (laughs) Won't he do it? Hallelujah. Yes, he will. All right. So let let me keep going here. So um, verse 11. So with stammering lips and a foreign accent, Adonai will speak to this people. He once told this people, it's time to rest. This is what he was trying to teach him. It's time to rest. (laughs) The exalted can rest. Now you can relax. But they wouldn't listen. Listen, the Lord was trying to give them rest. According to what? Hebrews 4, right? Let me go back to um, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Here we go. Right here. I'm on it. Um, and I want to talk about, talk about really quickly that rest. Verse 1, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 says, Therefore, <laughs> let us be terrified of the possibility that even though the promise of entering his rest remains, any one of you might be judged to have fallen short of it. <laughs> 
falling short of the rest. This is what they were doing. They were falling short of it. The Lord is saying, relax. Hallelujah. Rest is trusting God. This is what I talked about on a previous broadcast, abiding, um, what was the title? I can't think of it right now, but we were talking about abiding in rest. Okay. The, the principle of rest. Make sure you listen to that broadcast. This is the lesson that Adonai, the Lord was trying to give to Ephraim. This is what he says right here in Isaiah. Um, let me go back to the verse right here. And then I'm gonna go back over to Hebrews four one more time to tie it together. But it says, he once told this people, verse 12, 28 and verse 12, he once told this people, it's time to rest. The exalted, the exhausted can rest. Now you can relax, but they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't rest because they wouldn't trust God. They didn't trust him enough to enter into his rest. Listen, I'm asking you today, do you trust God enough to enter into his rest? Do you trust Abba, Daddy, Father enough to enter into his rest. Hebrews 4 says, therefore, let us be terrified of the possibility that even though the promise of entering his rest remains, any one of you might be judged to have fallen short of it. You ought to be terrified of that. Verse 2 says, for good news has also been proclaimed to us just as it was to them. But the message they heard didn't do them any good because those who heard it did not combine it with trust. They didn't combine it with faith. They did not believe it. And so they could not inherit the rest. Verse three says, for it is we who have trusted, who enter into the rest. Listen, the Lord wants us to enter into his rest now, but the only way to enter into his rest is to trust. Listen, Ephesians two said, the Lord raised us up and seated us with Christ in heavenly places far above all, excuse me, principality and power to be seated is a position of rest. The Lord wants to give us rest, but a man that can't rest is one who does not trust. Hallelujah. And we have got to trust the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. That is the only way to enter into his rest. Let me continue to move forward. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. So they wouldn't rest. They, they ain't get it. They were just tripping. So verse 13, going back to Isaiah 28. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says, so now the word of Adonai for them comes precept by precept by precept, line by line by line by line. A little here, a little there. Hallelujah. And I'm reading from the complete Jewish study Bible. So it might be written a little different from yours, but we're speaking the same language by way of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. So he says, so that when they walk, they stumble backward and are broken, trapped and captured. Verse 14 says, so listen to the word of Adonai, you scoffers composing taunts for his people in Jerusalem. Listen, don't come for Jerusalem because you got a problem right here and right now. Hallelujah. Ephraim's pride won't let them learn from the father. And so the Lord is giving them a foreign teacher. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying rest and they won't rest because they won't trust him. Hallelujah. And that doubt and that fear and that unbelief is a stronghold. And the Lord says it's got to come down. I love you too much to let you keep it. If you won't tear it down brick by brick by brick, I am going.
going to do it for you. And how is he going to do it? Let's keep reading. Verse 16 says, therefore, hallelujah. Here is what Adonai Elohim says. <laughs> Adonai Elohim, the Lord God. This is what the Lord God says. Look, I am laying in Zion a tested stone, hallelujah, a costly stone, a firm foundation, hallelujah, a firm foundation stone. He is the cornerstone. He is Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Christ is our foundation. Listen, he says in the latter part of that verse, he who trusts will not rush here or there. Listen, I don't have to rush here or there. I don't have to be hurried in my spirit to do or say anything. Thing. Because what I see my father see, do, seeing, what I see my father doing, that is what I do. What I hear my father saying, that is what I say. I don't have to be in a hurry about anything. Why? Because I'm in a state of rest because I trust him and I know that he has my back. And so the Lord is saying, because you won't take this thing down brick by brick. Listen, I got you because I got a cornerstone. I got a tested and sure foundation that I have laid in. Zion. Listen, verse 17 says, and I will make justice the plumb line and righteousness the plumb bob. Hallelujah. Hell will sweep away the refuge of lies. Water will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death will be annulled. Your contract with Sheol will not stand. When the raging flood passes through, you will be trampled down by it. As often as it passes through, it will take you. Listen, he said as often as this storm comes through, it's going to take you down. Listen, the Lord says this storm is coming through. Over and over and over again until you get it, until these walls come down. Because I love you too much to leave you the way you are. I love you too much to leave you in impractical living. I love you too much to leave you under satanic ideologies and worldly ways of thinking. The Lord says those strongholds are coming down. They will either come down by my manifest presence or they will come down by the storms of life. But I declare it. And decree today that those storm, those strongholds are coming down and you will go forth and you will be effective in the kingdom work that God created you to do because as it is written so will it be done on earth hallelujah as it is in heaven verse 18 says so your covenant with death will be annulled <laughs> all those lies are about to be washed away every demonic Every satanic ideology is about to be washed away. Hallelujah. The Lord says, and your contract with Sheol or hell will not stand. <laughs> when the raging flood passes through, you will be trampled down by it. 19 says, as often as it passes through, it will take you for it will pass through. How often? Every morning, day after day, night after night. Listen. The Lord is saying, tear it down, my people, tear it down, priests, tear it down, prophet, 
Tear it down, woman of God. Tear it down, man of God. You step into your priesthood and you tear the stronghold down. If you do not tear it down, a storm is coming. And this storm will come through every day. And this storm will come through every night. Because the Lord God Almighty loves you too much to leave you operating under a satanic system of thinking. He loves you too much. And he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Deliverance is yours today. Listen, the latter part of verse 19 says, understanding the message (laughs) will be sheer terror. (laughs) Listen, we ought to be afraid right now to hold on to wrong thinking. We ought to be afraid right now of living with fear, living timid, living with doubt, living with lust, living with anxiety. Listen, we ought to be afraid of all of that. We ought to be afraid of living with pride, living with uh, jealousy living with uh, dissensions and living with division. We ought to be afraid. We ought to have terror because they invite the storm of the Lord. And listen, the storm of the Lord is coming because the Lord loves us too much to leave us in that mess. He is not having it. His love is unrelenting. Hallelujah. And I just thank him right now. I just lift up my hands. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Father for knowing exactly what I need, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for sending the storm exactly when the storm needed to be sent, Lord, that I might be free and free indeed. Hallelujah, Father. We just surrender to you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Every stronghold operating in our life, Father, right now we tear it down with the sword of our mouth, Father. All pride must go everything in the realm of our soul and our mind and emotions that does not align to your word, that does not align to the law of the spirit of life in Christ. We declare it and render it of no effect in our lives. And we speak destruction to it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 20. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm almost done. Verse 20 says, For as the saying goes, the bed is too short for a person to stretch and the blanket is too narrow to protect him from the cold, even if he crams himself in it. Listen, this right here, Isaiah is describing a lie. These lies, these satanic ideologies, this worldly way of thinking, these are all lies. He's saying that you can try to hide behind a lie, but it won't cover you. Listen, he says that the bed, it's going to be like a bed that's too short. You're too long for that bed. He's going to be it's, it, it, living behind these strongholds is like trying to get under a blanket that's just too small to cover your body. It can't cover you. But the Lord says, I can cover you. Holy Spirit says, I can cover you. Hallelujah. You can't cover yourself in a lie. And the Lord loves you too much to continue to watch you to try to cover yourself in a lie. Hallelujah. You free indeed. All right, let me keep going. Verse 21, for Adonai will arise. Yes, he will. As at Mount Perizim and storm will rage as in the Gibeon Valley. So he can do his deed, his strange deed and perform his task, his alien task. Therefore, now stop scoffing or your bonds will be further tightened. For I have heard from Adonai Elohim Zabout. That is the Lord God of hosts. Adonai Elohim Zabout. The Lord God of hosts, that destruction is decreed for the whole land. Listen, the Lord is issuing a decree of destruction. 
Hallelujah. When you survey the soil of your life and you've got ungodly stuff planted and growing, the Lord has issued a decree of destruction. I'm telling you right now, by way of the Holy Spirit, destruction is coming. But listen to this. Hallelujah. Verse 23, the Lord says, listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. Listen, the Lord says, does a farmer sow and keep plowing forever? Does he never stop breaking up the and harrowing his land? No. When he finishes leveling it, he scatters his seed, sows his cumin, puts wheat in rows, barley where it belongs, and plants buckwheat, hallelujah, around the edges because his God has taught him this. Listen, he's, thought he's operating in wisdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 26, because his God has taught him this, has given him much instruction. Verse 27, deal must not be threshed with a sledge or cartwheels driven over cumin. Rather, deal one beats with a stick and cumin with a flail. When crushing grain for bread, one doesn't thresh it forever. One, one drives a horse and cartwheels over it, but doesn't crush it to powder. So you can't get to the part that you can eat if you crush it. You see, hallelujah. Verse 29, this too comes from Adonai's about, hallelujah, the Lord of hosts. This wisdom, hallelujah, on how to plant and harvest, on how to sow and reap, hallelujah, this wisdom of how to form and harvest comes from Adonai about it comes from the Lord of hosts his counsel his wisdom is wonderful his wisdom is great listen people of God we must abide in the Lord's wisdom and so he's saying there is a storm coming and he has issued a decree of destruction and it will swoop in every day and every night until every ungodly thing planted in the soil of your life is destroyed hallelujah but after the ground has been plowed <laughs> the Lord will begin to plant in you hallelujah everything that you need for divine order and proper living according to um, what is written in your book in his kingdom. Hallelujah. He's going to sow humility. He's going to plant meekness. He's going to cause trust to spring up in you. He's causing courage to abound in you. He's going to call freedom. Hallelujah. To come forth in the name of Jesus. He's going to cause godly contentment and satisfaction to overtake your soil. He's going to call a spirit of productivity to, to, overtake you. No longer will you be in deep sleep. No longer will you be held down or oppressed. Hallelujah. But you will go forth and be productive in his kingdom. He is going to sow in you not anger, but he's going to plant grace. Hallelujah. In the soil of your life. He's going to plant peace in the soil of your life and unity. And listen, the Lord is saying when those storms come through and when the crushing comes down, he's saying the pain don't last always. But he says, I'm doing it because I love you. My love for you is everlasting and it is unrelenting and I refuse to leave you the way you are. Hallelujah. The Lord is giving you 100% deliverance and total freedom this year. And I declare out of my mouth right now that it is yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a bye forever. My name is Ebony Robinson. Until next time, God bless you all.